Hello everybody, this is Bobby Keezer, and you are listening to the Son of Man Urantia Podcast. This episode is Chapter 19, Part 1, The Ordination of the Twelve. It was a little before noon on Sunday, the 12th of January, A.D. 27, when Jesus gathered up the apostles to formally present them to God and ordained them as public preachers of the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. Our twelve men of their day were anticipating Jesus' call, so they were either fishing close to shore or hanging out, mending their nets, and doing other busy work. Jesus first hollered over to Andrew and Peter, who had their nets in the water nearby, to finish up and come back to shore. Next, he waved to James and John, who were helping their dad, Zebedee, in his boat. Two by two, Jesus brought the apostles together. When all twelve had gathered around him, he led them to the highlands just north of Capernaum to prepare them for their initial or for their formal initiation. The apostles, even Peter, were for once silent as they reflected on what was happening. They had waited for this moment for a long time, and now they were going to be part of some kind of ceremony with Jesus that would give them the right to represent Him and bring people into the coming kingdom. Jesus' First Instructions Before beginning the formal ceremony, Jesus said to the twelve sitting around him, My brethren, this hour of the kingdom has come. I have brought you here apart with me to present you to the Father as as ambassadors of the kingdom. Some of you heard me speak of this kingdom in a synagogue when you were first called. Each of you has learned more about the Father's kingdom since you have been with me, working in the cities around and about the Sea of Galilee. But just now I have something more to tell you concerning this kingdom. The new kingdom of which my Father is about to set up in the hearts of His earth children is to be an everlasting dominion. There shall be no end of this rule of my Father, in the hearts of those who desire to do His divine will. I declare to you that my Father is not the God of Jew or Gentile. Many shall come from the east and from the west to sit down with us in the Father's kingdom, while many of the children of Abraham will refuse to enter this new brotherhood of the rule of the Father's Spirit in the hearts of the children of men. The power of this kingdom shall shall consist, not in the strength of armies, nor in the might of riches, but rather in the glory of the divine Spirit that shall come to teach the minds and rule the hearts of the reborn citizens of this heavenly kingdom, the sons of God. This is the brotherhood of love, wherein righteousness reigns, and whose battle cry shall be, Peace on earth, and goodwill to all men. This kingdom, which you are so soon to go forth proclaiming, is the desire of the good men of all ages, the hope of all the earth, and the fulfillment of the wise promises of all the prophets. But for you, my children, 
and for all others who would follow you in this kingdom, there is set a severe test. Faith alone will pass you through its portals, but you must bring forth the fruits of my Father's Spirit if you would continue to ascend in the progressive life of the divine fellowship. Verily, verily, I say to you, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but rather he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Your message to the world shall be, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and in finding these, all other things essential to eternal survival shall be secured therewith. And now would I make it plain to you that this kingdom of my Father will not come with an outward show of power or with unseemly demonstration. You are not to go hence in the proclamation of the kingdom, saying, It is here or it is there, for this kingdom of which you preach is God within you. Whosoever would be great in my Father's kingdom shall become a minister to all. And whosoever would be first among you, let him become the server of his brethren. But when you are once truly received as citizens in the heavenly kingdom, you are no longer servants, but sons, sons of the living God. And so shall this kingdom progress in the world until it shall break down every barrier and bring all men to know my Father and believe in the saving truth which I have come to declare. Even now is the kingdom at hand, and some of you will not die until you have seen the reign of God come in great power. And this which your eyes now behold, this small beginning of twelve commonplace men, shall multiply and grow until it eventually, until eventually the whole earth shall be filled with the praise of my Father. And it will not be so much by the words you speak as by the lives you live that men will know you have been with me and learned of the realities of the kingdom. And while I would lay no grievous burdens upon your minds, I am about to put on your souls the solemn responsibility of representing me in the world when I shall presently leave you as I now represent my Father in this life which I am living in the flesh. And when Jesus finished speaking, he stood up. The Ordination Jesus told his twelve apostles to kneel in a circle around him. Starting with Judas Iscariot and ending with Andrew, he placed his hand on each of their heads, blessing them. Then Jesus held out his hands and prayed out loud. My Father, I now bring to you these men, my messengers. From among our children on earth, I have chosen these twelve to go forth to represent me, as I came forth to represent you. Love them and be with them, as you have loved and been with me. And now, my Father, give these men wisdom, as I place all the affairs of the coming kingdom in their hands. And I would if it is your will, tarry on earth a time to help them in their labors for the kingdom. And again, my Father, I thank you for these men, and I commit them to your keeping while I go on to finish the work 
you have given me to do. After Jesus finished praying, the apostles remained bowed in silence, not daring to look at their master. Eventually, one by one, they got up and embraced Jesus, but not a one of them said a word. A great silence shrouded Jesus and the twelve, and a mighty gathering of celestial beings watched the creator of their universe putting the divine brotherhood of man under the direction of human minds. The Ordination Sermon To his twelve apostles gathered around, Jesus said, Now that you are ambassadors of my Father's kingdom, you have thereby, thereby become a class of men separate and distinct from all other men on earth. You are not now as men among men, but as the enlightened citizens of another and heavenly country among the ignorant creatures of this dark world. It is not enough that you live as you were before this hour, but henceforth must you live as those who have tasted the glories of a better life and have been sent back to earth as ambassadors of the sovereign of that new and better world. Of the teacher, more is expected than of the pupil. Of the master, more is exacted than of the servant. Only the citizens of the heavenly kingdom, of the citizens of the heavenly kingdom, more is required than of the citizens of the earthly rule. Some of the things which I am about to say to you may seem hard, but you have elected to represent me in the world even as I now represent the Father, and as my agents on earth, you will be obligated to abide by those teachings and practices which are reflective of my ideals of mortal living on the worlds of space, and which I exemplify in my earth life of revealing the Father who is in heaven. I send you forth to proclaim liberty to the spiritual captives joy to those in the bondage of fear, and to heal the sick in accordance with the will of my Father in heaven. When you find my children in distress, speak encouragingly to them, saying, Happy are the poor in spirit, the humble, for theirs are the treasures of the kingdom of heaven. Happy are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled Happy are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Happy are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And even so, speak to my children these further words of spiritual comfort and promise. Happy are they who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Happy are they who weep, for they shall receive the spirit of rejoicing. Happy are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Happy are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Happy are they who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Happy are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. 
My brethren, as I send you forth, you are the salt of the earth, salt with a saving savor. But if this salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. You are the light of the world. A city set upon a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and be led to glorify your Father who is in heaven. I am sending you out into the world to represent me and to act as my ambassadors of my Father's kingdom. And as you go forth to proclaim the glad tidings, put your trust in the Father whose messengers you are. Do not forcibly resist injustice. Do not put your trust in the arm of the flesh. If your neighbor smites you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. Be willing to suffer injustice rather than to go to law among yourselves. In kindness and with mercy, minister to all who are in distress and in need. I say to you, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who despitefully use you. And whatsoever you believe that I would do to men, do you also to them. Your Father in heaven makes the sun shine on the evil as well as upon the good. Likewise, he sends rain on the just and the unjust. You are the sons of God. Even more, you are now the ambassadors of my Father's kingdom. Be merciful, even as God is merciful. And in the eternal future of the kingdom, you shall be perfect, even as your heavenly Father is perfect. You are commissioned to save men, not to judge them. At the end of your earth life, you will all expect mercy. Therefore, do I require of you during your mortal life that you show mercy to all of your brethren in the flesh. Make not the mistake of trying to pluck a mote out of your brother's eye when there is a beam in your own eye. Having first cast the beam out of your own eye, you can better see to cast the mote out of your brother's eye. Discern the truth clearly. Live the righteous life fearlessly. And so shall you be my apostles and my father's ambassadors. You have heard it said, If the blind lead the blind, they both shall fall into the pit. But if you would guide others into the kingdom, you must yourselves walk in the clear light of living truth. In all the business of the kingdom, I exhort you to show the just judgment and keen wisdom. Present not that which is holy to dogs, neither cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample your gems underfoot and turn to rend you. I warn you against false prophets who will come to you in sheep's clothing, while on the inside they are raving wolves. By their fruits you shall know them. Do men gather grapes with thorns or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit, 
but the corrupt tree bears evil fruit. A good tree cannot yield evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bring forth good fruit is presently cut down and cast into the fire. In gaining an entrance into the kingdom of heaven, it is the motive that counts. My Father looks into the hearts of men and judges by their inner longings and their sincere intentions. In the great day of the kingdom judgment, many will say to me, Did we not prophesize in your name, and by your name do many wonderful works? But I will be compelled to say to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who are false teachers. But everyone who hears this charge and sincerely executes his commission to represent me before men, even as I have represented my Father to you, shall find an abundant entrance into my service and into the kingdom of the Heavenly Father. Never before had the apostles heard Jesus speak as the one holding supreme authority. About sundown, they all went down the mountain in silence. Okay, folks, that's it for Son of Man, Urantia. Chapter 19, Part 1 of The Ordination of the Twelve. Coming up with Part 2 next week. Have a fantastic week out there, everybody.